Hello, this is Thea Fiore Bloom. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Charm Studio podcast. The Charm Studio is a blog at www.thecharmstudio.com and podcast for heart-centered artists like you who want to write better, sell better, feel better by being yourself. So today's episode, I wanted to give you an easier way to write an artist statement. So this is called how to write your artist statement in 30 minutes. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's a magical 30 minute method for creating a pretty darn good artist statement. So why do artists hate writing artist statements? Well, because trying to write an artist statement usually feels about as good as jabbing the tines of a fork into your forehead. And I've got the fork marks to prove it. I'm in the process myself of rebranding my Etsy shop and I needed a shiny new artist statement, but the long books that I was reading on how to do it just left me overwhelmed. In desperation, I hit YouTube and I stumbled onto a wondrous eight minute video by Breakfast with Sergio podcaster, Sergio Gomez, who has an MFA. Uh, so he has great education, but he's also super down to earth and explains things in plain English that can really help us when we're flummoxed. So in this eight minute video, Sergio only makes you answer three questions about your art. And with a little tinkering, if you listen to what he says, you got yourself an artist statement. It worked for me. It works for my writing coaching clients, and I bet it'll work for you. So how about we try out this fork-free three-question method to writing an art statement, and we'll try it together. So let's look at the first statement question you're going to answer. Really simple. What kind of art do you make lately? Are you currently taking extreme close-ups of utility poles? I saw an incredible um, collection of work by a woman who's doing that, and I link it link to her here in the post. Or is your work a melange of genres like mine? Let me show you here how I answer the question, what kind of art do you make currently? And you'll notice that I'm only giving two sentence answers for each question, and that's one of the commandments of this exercise, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. So I answered, my book nook shelf inserts are a love child born from the unlikely union of cabinets of curiosity from the 1600s, classy historical dollhouse interiors, and junk-based assemblage art. That's it. That was my answer. Now I'm, then I get to move on to question two. So if you notice in the first sentence, I said my book nook shelf inserts are a love child. So I, you try to say something kind of interesting or different that will draw people in. Your first sentence should be like a, a fascinator, a little sparkly thing, you know, that invites the reader in and then you, so that they read on and want to know more about you and your art. So the second artist statement question is, how do you make your art? In other words, what's your specific process? I answered the question this way. To populate the tiny worlds inside my cigar box dioramas, I loot through my collection of miniature curios and odd natural history related artifacts. And then my second sentence is, I tend to assemble strange alchemical combinations of objects. And I had to do a third sentence in this case, which happens. For example, I might take a salvaged cerulean blue moth wing and suspend it in clear resin inside an antique apothecary jar. So you'll see what I'm doing there is a trick that I'm going to refer to later on is that you want to write something odd or weird that would make somebody want to click on over to your art. 
That's one of the big purposes of an artist statement. And I learned that trick from writing business coach, um, art business coach, I'm sorry, Alison Stanfield. And she says the whole purpose of your statement isn't to impress people about where you went to school or anything like that. It's to get them in curious enough to say, wow, I wonder what this person's work looks like, and then go on over and look at it and then hopefully investigate it, be exposed to it enough to eventually buy some. Okay, so let's head over to the finish line question. The third artist statement question is, why do you make this art? Put differently, it's a really important question. Why does it matter? Here's my answer. I make these box dioramas to explore what provokes wonder within me. But more importantly, I make my boxes in hopes of reminding the viewer of the mystery of her own mind and the magic of her own memories. Okay, so that was my answer to that puzzle. When you've answered the three questions that you'll have right there, you have a first draft, which is amazing. And if you obey the following five lighthearted commandments I'm going to list for you here, you'll have that first draft in, believe it or not, like 15 minutes. So here's the five commandments of writing a fast artist statement. The first commandment is this, just like we said before, write two answers, two sentences per answer, three sentences in case of emergency. Okay? You can... You can write another artist statement. Don't write five sentences, six sentences, and then try to edit it down. Really try to stick to the two sentence, three sentence method for each one. And then if you want to try to do it again, do it again. But um, adhering to that limit, foot binding yourself and forcing yourself to just write two sentences really can create clarity if you do the second commandment. It'll create clarity and, and you'll be able to get out what you need to say if you follow the second commandment, which is to stay loose, to approach it in the spirit of fun, okay? The third commandment is to write your artist statement in the first person. Third person is usually reserved for biographies, art bios, okay? The artist statement should be in the first person. That's the classical wisdom of the day. And I, I like putting both my bio and my artist statement in the first person. I'm a big first person person. I like to use I instead of she. The fourth commandment is to refuse to allow any art speak or art jargon into your answers. I know it's hard, especially if you've been classically trained in graduate school. Um, I get it. And there's even studies that show that People often think somebody's more intelligent if they use words that are completely unintelligible. But it does, it might impress other scholars or other artists, but it doesn't impress art buyers. And that's who you're looking to uh, welcome in and have feel comfortable are art buyers, not art critics or, you know, um, art scholars. So the fifth commandment is don't be afraid to be different i.e. be yourself, you know? Try to write about your work in a way that makes the reader put a finger to her lip and think, ooh, you know what, that sounds odd. Or, wow, that's intriguing. I wonder what this artist's work looks like. Let me click on over to it and see. Okay, so once you're done keeping those t uh, techniques in mind and you wrote your uh, rough draft with your two sentences each, then you wanna go on and tweak your rough draft. The first thing I want to tell you to do in that case is not to edit your draft right after you finish the questions. This is something so important that professional writers know is that if they have any time is to leave their draft to sit in peace. 
let it rise like dough for 24 hours or so. There's just such a difference in what you'll see when you come back. You'll be able to catch mistakes, but more importantly, you'll be able to say, wow, you know, this actually was fairly decent, you know, whereas if you just go into editing it, you can kind of be a little bit masochistic and not see the value and beauty of anything that you've written. Okay, so then after you let it sit for a day or two, you're gonna edit your artist statement for at least uh, 15 minutes, keeping in mind the pro tips that I'm gonna help you with below. Then after you've edited it for 15 minutes, maybe half hour max if you want, um, go on and let it breathe again for a few days. I like to print it out each time and then stack it and then put a big rock or crystal or something fun on top of it and just leave it there to breathe. So then when you're done with that second round, you're going to pay attention to it again by printing it up. I think this is a great tip and reading it out loud to yourself. That's another wonderful thing to do. And if it's ready to roll, you give it a final polish and you check it with Grammarly. If it's uh, if, if you have a friend who's kind that you can ask for feedback, that's wonderful. I would send it to them and then get it back and do your little corrections and you're done and done. So here's eight pro tips that I wanted to end with for writing a pretty darn good artist statement. And this applies in general to most good writing techniques and making things easier on yourself in writing. The first pro tip is this, don't shoot for perfect, shoot for done. Why? Because done is better than perfect. I really learned that when writing my dissertation. It was just like really had to let go of perfectionism in order to finish and I'm so glad I did and you are gonna be very glad you did too. Um, because the other big point to keep in mind is pro tip two, is that remember, this is just your artist statement for today. It's not gonna be etched into the stone of the Acropolis, for God's sake, you know? Professional artists trim, tweak, and even completely gut and redo their artist statement often. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I rewrote my artist statement as I was checking captions for this post. I kept rewriting it, rewriting it, and I'll keep rewriting it every time I see it, probably a little bit of it. So the third pro tip is to just, this will really do yourself a favor. This is from Allison Stanfield. Keep it short and punchy and leave the reader wanting more. Leave them having to go back to your art to look at it to get more. Pro tip number four is don't talk about famous artists who's influenced you. This is a big mistake I always made. I'm an assemblage artist and I always would write about Joseph Cornell. The problem with that is from the coaches that I have talked to and learned from is that you really don't want people comparing your work in their mind to the work of the masters, you know? So my boxes are wonderful in my eyes, but many people are not going to think they're as good as Cornell. So I'm setting myself up for a fall by doing that. You know, you want your work to be an individual statement that people come and look at for itself, okay? And you don't want people comparing your work to, say, Van Gogh, for instance, if you're an oil painter especially, okay? So pro tip number five is to hurl your phantom gallerist inner critic out the highest window possible and instead to write your statement as if you're tapping out an email to to that friend of yours. You know the friend who thinks you're cool and who thinks your art is cool. That's who you want to write it to. And if, if you're feeling especially insecure, you can even open up a Gmail and do two sentences for each question in a Gmail document to a friend so that your brain really understands that this is not about... It's, it's a great way to get past your inner critic is to write something to a friend who's not critical 
of you. Okay, pro tip number six. This is important. Cut down overly long sentences. You, you know the ones that I'm talking about. They include like wagon loads of dashes and commas. If you want, pop over to my post, improve your art writing overnight by forbidding yourself these two things, which I'll link to in the show notes for immediate help with this. This is a, a really popular article. I was surprised that it's such a geeky writing topic, but it was popular because it actually helps people when you cut out the two things that I mentioned in that in that post. Pro tip number seven, when you're editing that first draft, do away with what writing teachers call intensifiers or filler words. An intensifier is, is something that is like, it intensifies the word really, very, extremely. They intensify the word that follows it after. They're actually usually adverbs, okay? So you want to let go of really, very, just, extremely, because they weaken writing, okay? So pro tip number eight, after you let your statement sit like once or even twice and you come back to it, you'll be able to notice that you've used the same word a few times. So you want to do is substitute synonyms. You just have to pretend you're Joyce Carol Oates and romantically leave through a thesaurus or even use thesaurus.com. It's fun to use a thesaurus, you know, and it'll, you'll be amazed how many repeated words you'll see each time you let it rest and you come back to it. The big culprits a lot of the time are energy. You might use that word a bunch of times or nature. You might see that you've used that a bunch of times. So the other option is to get custom coaching to create a captivating statement. If you're still flummoxed and this just seems so hard, you can try your hand at answering the three questions and then have me help you rearrange your word furniture a bit, okay? For this month only, you can pop over um, to my writing coaching page for artists now and sign up for the affordable writing tune-up package and I'll take a look at the artist statement that you've put together and I'll help you make one that really shines, that helps you draw in new clients, draws in ideal readers and helps you make your dreams come true in those areas, in, in the area of selling art and in the area of uh, finding your ideal reader and your ideal buyer and surrounding yourself with like-minded people. So where could you show off your new artist statement? Well, you can use your new artist statement for press mentions, for press releases. I have a great post uh, where I interview. It's not great because I wrote it. It's great because of the people I interviewed. And it's about how to assemble a press release that gets great results. Um, you can use your art, and I link to it in the show notes also. You can use your new artist statement on postcards, which are making a big comeback, the physical postcard. You can feature it on your Etsy shop or on your about page or on your website. You could effortlessly plunk your new artist statement into applications or place it with pride at the bottom of your newsletter. Just stay confident, okay, guys? I really want you to remember that you can do this and you can do it well. So what do you think? Do you have any questions about artist statements? Just let me know what your questions are in the comments below. I'd love to hear them and I get back to every commenter. Um, I always recommend in my posts usually outside sources to check into and I love, I mentioned Alison Stanfield a few times in this, this audio and I'd love to recommend her one hour free YouTube video called Artist Statement Makeovers. It's fantastic and I'm gonna give you a link to that as well. Or you might get support from a really wonderful book that's underread called Art Write, The Writing Guide for Visual Artists by Vicki Chrome Amoros, A-M-O-R-O-S-E. And at the bottom of the post, if you click on over there, I do include a full video of 
Sergio's How to Create a Compelling Artist Statement if you want to hear these instructions one more time. Okay, that's it. You have done it. You're, you've completed the journey for the instructions, and I really encourage you to go ahead for the extra uh, mile and try it. You're going to be amazed at what you can accomplish. And remember, your art is always there for you, and so am I. If you have a question, you can always email me under the contact form, www.thecharmstudio.com. Thanks so much. Take care, and I'll see you next time.